Greetings, listeners. Welcome to First Person Storyteller, the podcast platform that allows gamers and non-gamers alike to share their stories about how gaming as a medium has positively impacted their lives or the lives of people that they know and love. I'm your host, Scott Castro, as always, and I, uh, I appreciate you for joining me for the, this episode of the podcast today. Um, I'm recording this uh, intro to the podcast um, from the new home that we just moved into. So if the audio quality sounds a little different, uh, that's only because, um, well, first of all, everything's in boxes and, uh, I don't really know where my podcast microphone is right now. So I'm recording this via the internal microphone in my MacBook Pro. Um, and also I don't really have an established recording, uh, space yet. So I'm kind of just in this big open room. So the acoustics might not be as great. Anyway, that might be way too much in the weeds, just want to give you a heads up as to why I might sound a little different. Um, so getting into this episode of the podcast, um, this episode with Zach, uh, him and I recorded this interview at the end of last year. Uh, I found his story, like many of the stories I find uh, on the um, R Gaming uh, board on Reddit, um, and his story really stood out to me um, because though I've shared stories before on this platform, um, about people finding love uh, or finding common ground through through this medium of gaming. Um, every story is unique. Zach's is no different. Um, I'm going to let him really tell the story in his own words, as, as I do on the platform. But um, just the thoughtfulness, uh, the dedication, um, the intricacy, and uh, just really the, the follow-through uh, on that he went through, um, to make this happen for, for him and his girlfriend at the time, um, was really inspiring, really touching to me. Um, and just talking about, you know, how he was able to forge this, this bond, this relationship, um, via long distance, um, through this, through his passion for gaming and, and one game in particular, Harvest Moon, um, and, uh, just how him and his girlfriend were able to cement their relationship, um, through that. And, uh, again, I'll let him tell the story, but I, I have posted in the show notes, um, some details, uh, we'll, we'll talk about them, uh, Zach and I in the episode. Um, I don't want to spoil anything, but, uh, if you go to the blog, you can, uh, after you listen to the episode, uh, you can see everything in full detail. That's uh, very cool. So looking ahead to two weeks, um, the next episode of first person storyteller, um, will feature uh, Terry. Terry, his story, you can literally, if <laughs> you can find it everywhere online. It happened, I guess it was about a month ago. Um, there were stories everywhere in basically every, on every gaming site um, about him. He is, he's a gamer who is um, completely blind. Um, and obviously that, um, I have some connection to that, as I shared in the first story. I have low vision, and, and um, you know, this this uh, my passion for gaming has kind of given me a level playing field. But Terry, uh, obviously, was, he he was not born fully blind. He actually was sighted until he was ten years old, uh, and then lost his sight. Um, and he has learned to navigate games um, in a very unique way, um, and able and actually. <laughs> Uh, over the course of a few years, managed to complete The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, which, gosh, I mean, that has to be referenced. That game has to be referenced on just about every episode of First Person Storyteller. 
Um, but it's such a cool, unique story, and he explains how he's how he's able to navigate and and the tools that he uses, and um, it, it's just such a cool story. It's really inspiring, and given that he interviewed with just about every uh, gaming uh, site out there, he's uh, able to take the time with me and record that. So I'm looking forward to that in two weeks. But right now, let's get into Zach's story, which is uh, equally amazing in, a, in just a totally different way. Um, thank you again for listening in to First Person Storyteller. If you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Just search First Person Storyteller, and uh, there it will be. And uh, I'll see you all again in two weeks. Thank you so much for listening. Hi, everybody. Thank you for joining me this week uh, for this episode of First Person Storyteller. I'm excited about the story that we have um, this week. A few weeks ago, we heard a story from Austin about um, how he was able to um, use gaming to um, propose to his uh, future wife, now fiance, and um, the story that that we're about to hear uh, from Zach uh, talks a little bit more about how he was able to um, nurture a, a relationship through gaming and then uh, commemorate the anniversary of of the marriage uh, with his wife uh, through gaming as well. Um, so. Uh, Anyway, uh, without further ado, uh, Zach, why don't you go ahead and say hello? Hey. Hello. <laughs> uh, I appreciate you joining me tonight. Uh, but uh, yeah, let's let's go ahead and get into it. So, um, Zach, just uh, I, I usually like to start with um, just getting to know my guests a little bit. So, um, you know, tell me a little about uh, yourself. Um, you know, outside of gaming, where are you from? Uh, you know, what's your what's your life look like outside of gaming? Um. Well, I'm a twenty. 26 now. Geez, uh, I grew up in South New Jersey, right mm-hmm. outside of Philadelphia. Um, lived there till I was 20, and then I enlisted in the Coast Guard. And uh, I've been in the Coast Guard for uh, about five and a half years now, which has taken me from Jersey to Iowa, which was different. And right now I live in Virginia Beach, Virginia. Oh, very cool. Well, uh, I'm actually based out of Richmond, so a fellow oh, uh, there you go. Virginian. Right yeah, no kidding. Um, I, um, seeing as though we are actually doing this interview the day after Veterans Day, uh, not that it would matter anyway, but let me thank you for uh, you know your service to our country. Uh, oh, I appreciate it. Through the Coast Guard. Uh, I am curious what the Coast Guard would do in Iowa, though. <laughs> I figured you'd say that. Everyone does. Um, uh, my first job was on a river tender which uh worked buoys up and down the mississippi river there's a lot of money and mm-hmm. huge barges going up and down the river it was kind of like a uh a construction job really we just worked we built towers for navigation and set up buoys and replaced them it was a lot of dirty hard work that was really not the fit for a 20 year old who just spent the last five years playing nothing but world of warcraft so it got me in shape real, real quick. I was out of my element, but uh, ended up really liking it. It was interesting. Fair enough. It sounds like uh, important uh, work in terms of infrastructure. Um, yeah, no. So uh, no, but that's great. And you're in Virginia Beach now, so um, yeah. 
Great. Uh, so let's you you mentioned World of Warcraft. Let's talk a little bit about your history of gaming. Um, how long have you been gaming? Uh, what are your some of your earliest uh, gaming memories? Oh, man, it's got to go back to my sister's Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Probably when I was maybe two, two or three. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember playing playing Super Mario Kart with her, and she would always yell at me to stop turning my controller on the side like a steering wheel. And <laughs> my friends and I like getting so freaked out playing Link to the Past because the map would show the blinking skull when you had to fight uh, Aghanim or whatever the heck his name was. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, playing F-Zero and getting really frustrated because I could never beat White Land 2 because I had that jump that you had to boost across and pilot wings. So Super Nintendo was probably what got me started. I didn't play an NES until I was in a doctor's office and they had Mario 3 and <laughs> Yoshi's Cookie or something. Well, you uh, you have, you have should talk to your sister now and, and tell her that uh, turning the controller back then was just practice for the Wii. Oh, I mean, absolutely. You... Yeah, now, I would, now I'd kick her ass at it. <laughs> I was training. Enough. Yeah, exactly. Fair enough. So your sister, um, was she, so she was presumably older than you. Uh, she was into gaming as well. Yeah, she was. Uh, she's ten years older than me, so she was in her early teens when I first started picking it up. And um, she never really was super into it. Mm-hmm. I think the last game I remember her playing was Ocarina of Time mm-hmm. with me, and she got frustrated because I finally got ahead of her. <laughs> And she got all mad because I started playing more. But, I mean, she was, like, what, like 17, 18 by then. So, I mean, and she kind of fell out about it. Every now and then I'll, like, send her a video on Facebook or something I find on Reddit about, like, oh, I remember when we used to do this kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. But we don't really keep up. She doesn't, she's she got three kids. She's long past that. She didn't She didn't embrace it. Sure, sure. But we did. But it's cool that you're that you're able to fall back on those memories, you know, and to exactly. uh, yeah, yeah, to enforce that bond with your sister. That's cool. Um, so, um, what uh, what games um, after the Super Nintendo? What what games were you know um, some of your favorites growing up? Um, I took a weird split. I was a half odd fifty six k modem PC player for a little bit and mm-hmm. Nintendo stuff. I never had a PlayStation. My uh, my cousins did, and they had Grand Theft Auto, and it kind of freaked me out. But um, PC, I used to play a lot of Quake 3, Command & Conquer, Unreal Tournament. Mm-hmm. With uh, I had a few friends who were all, their dad was a software developer, so their house had like a whole LAN connection. They had a designated room that had like six PCs set up. It was really like weirdly ahead of its time. Their whole house was networked back in like, this is like 2000. This is probably right around 2000, 2003 and that right, right. so just when the whole PC gaming thing was really starting to take off which is weird and then on the other side I have my trusty dusty N64 with um, a lot of Mario Kart, lots of Mario Tennis Ocarina mm-hmm. of Time, Majora's Mask oh jeez, everything yeah, everything. The, the classics, the classics exactly, exactly Meanwhile, your friends, you know, they've got they've got that uh, network LAN room, and, and while you're trying to play with them online, you're getting kicked off every time mom picks up the phone, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, that was the worst. I um, I got really into uh, Fantasy Star Online on the GameCube. A couple of my friends and I, we played the crap out of that. That uh-huh. was right before World of Warcraft hit. Yeah, I had to run a I had a 200 foot phone line that I had to run from downstairs all the way up the stairs to my GameCube modem. Yep. That was that was trouble. That was a lot of that was bad going into high school. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I often reminisce, you know, uh, having people over uh, for LAN parties in the basement, having four Xboxes down there, four TVs, uh, and, you know, the, the temperature of the room increasing by about 20 degrees. <laughs> just getting so mad at each other playing Halo on Blood Gold, just throwing yep. controllers, bitching about this stupid overpowered pistol. Uh, you know you know it too well. You know it too yes, well. Yes, sir. Um, but your story actually centers around Harvest Moon 64. So yes, it does. Uh, let's talk a little bit about, um, you know, tell me uh, how you came to discover that game and, and what was special about it to you at the time. Um, I never played anything like it. That's kind of what was different about it. That was, ah, oh, geez, what was that? That was right around the 2000s. It, yep. As, you know, the heyday of the N64 and Harvest Moon SNES had already come out, but I missed that wave. Mm-hmm. And um, I would see it in a blockbuster. And that's, I didn't even own the game for probably about a year. I would just rent copies of it over and over and restart the game, just like a, just starting it over and over and over. Yeah. And um, my friends would get it mixed up with Body Harvest. Ever oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah wow, weird. that's a flashback. Yeah, <laughs> Body Harvest. And they yeah, were like Harvest Moon. That's the game where you kill bugs. Like, no, you don't actually kill anything. You plant corn and try to marry this <laughs> weird redhead girl and show her the dog and ride horses and stuff. And they're like, "Why are you playing that?" And then they, I don't know. I just played the crap out of it. I really liked it. Um, I had one friend, and him and all, he had two sisters, and. Uh-huh. We used to trade off, and she got so pissed because we married Karen on her file, and she <laughs> therefore we had to restart the whole game because she was not happy about it. Yeah, it was just different. It just came out at the right time. I guess when you're when you're at that age, you first start getting curious about girlfriends and that kind of thing, and it has mm-hmm. the whole relationship thing, and then the concept of not going on some crazy adventure and instead of just doing farm chores. Huh? I don't know. It yeah. Was weird. But I liked it. Yeah, and um, you know, and we mentioned this is you know kind of the time uh, when online gaming is starting to happen, but also really um, you know uh, online message boards and forums were really starting to um, you know kind of pop off and 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 start to populate. Um, well, I'm curious about um, that in terms of Harvest Moon 64. Was was there you know something about that game that made you want to reach out? to a community of people that you didn't know and talk about it or is that just you know kind of the person that you are or like was there something specific that you were looking for in that community i wish i could give you a really great answer for that question (laughs) but no um i guess this is just me telling oh man if you have some young people listen to this they're gonna be like what the hell did the internet used to do yeah so back in it must have been 2001 Mm -hmm. there was a website that had a bunch of Pokemon, like, fake cheats and, like, strategy guides. I, I want to say it was, like, Pokemon World 2000 or something. Okay, something yeah. like that. It had a link to a chat room that was Game Network's chat. And they had two chat rooms. They had, like, a regular one then like, a weird role-playing one where people would be in character and everyone was, like, Dragon Ball Z and whatever show was on Toonami at the time characters. It was mm-hmm. really weird. Yeah. And I don't know. It probably not where a ten year old should be, that's for sure. So that was bad. But um I yeah, met but- a guy there and uh we kept up and his name was Ryan. We kept up, we were good friends for a long time, then AIM came out, so we started you know, we were like, Oh, well, let's just keep talking on there and uh-huh. he was a big Nintendo fan and we would always talk about games, blah blah blah. And um 
we started talking about Harvest Moon, and he was like, well, I want to make a Harvest Moon site because there's only one. And I was like, all right, cool. Well, I'm 12 years old. Let's make a website. So and he was a lot better at it. I'm terrible at that kind of stuff, but he yeah. did. So he started making this fan forum called Harvest Moon Meadow, which ended up being, at the time, the second biggest Harvest Moon site against uh, wow. HM font. Yeah, wow. The second biggest Harvest Moon 64 fan forum. Yeah, well, I mean, but, um, to do something like that, I mean, the, the, the market is just so fragmented now. You know, it, it, like, imagine how many, if it weren't for Reddit, how many fan forums of, like, you know, Fallout oh, yeah. 4 there would be. You know, so at the time, yeah, I mean, I I, I feel like developing whatever was the second biggest Harvest Moon community, and you were 12, yeah, it was a big deal. So it was cool. We kept up on there, and then we started, I was a, he was the admin, I was one of the lead mods on the forum, and we just started a forum up. It got pretty big because it had a whole role-playing section on it, which is, you know, forum-based role-plays are still kind of a big thing around the internet these days, so that whole thing i i don't know i i remember being a part of it but i don't think i was ever that i don't think i had much writing skill or cared about it but that was how we met and then um just weird gaming world universe thing um him ryan the guy who worked on it or mm-hmm. who actually ran it he is the guy who made honey pop which ended up being a very controversial thing oh i i don't i don't know the background to that yeah, look I'll, it up. I'll have to look it up and maybe open it. In a, <laughs> in a um, incognito browser for. for oh jeez! Oh lord! Okay, sure. okay. Maybe I won't put that in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> I usually like to link references to to stuff that I don't it's have background. It's not that bad. On. It, it yeah. was released on Steam, so I mean. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Um, but anyway, uh, something something else positive. Something positive came out <laughs> of these forums, ultimately, right? Yep. Which. Um, I bumped into, jeez, what was her username? Um, let's say it was Run Girl Thirteen. So she was, <laughs> she liked to run. My wife. <laughs> awesome, yeah. Th- that that really harkens back to the uh, to the old AIM screen names. Oh Jesus, I was um, uh, this is gonna lose all credibility. I think I was a uh, Lil Thunder Kid. <laughs> LTK was a much cooler way to say that. That was my handle on that old forum, on that old uh, chat room I was talking about. So yeah weird you had, you had to have a will in there that was big at oh, the time yeah you couldn't god jeez. <laughs> um but anyway so so um you met your you, you met your future wife on on harvest the harvest moon meadow um do you remember like how your conversations first started um kind of i mean we're looking at what 13 years ago yeah, yeah. internet forum yeah um not really the the thing I remember more than anything is um, I, I think she used to make, um, in not Photoshop, maybe like some paint shop, I don't know. She used to make uh, signatures, okay. like forum signatures. I think she made me one originally. And then I remember her posting a picture of herself in like the scrapbook form mm-hmm. where everyone would be like, oh, this is me today. And I was like, yes, that is everything a, a 12-year-old wants in a girl. <laughs> yes. And we started talking. I'm sure we were friends besides that. Sure. But I don't I don't remember. And then that turned into talking on AIM and just chatting and you know, we were both weird products of the internet. Yeah. It was a weird was, it was a weird time. It was. It's a very different time. <laughs> yeah, the internet is still weird, but it was weird then too. Mm-hmm. Um so uh 
so yeah, so you you had conversations going on on the forum, and then you started talking more on more on AIM. When um, when did you guys uh, you know decide that you were going to meet in person for the first time? Oh geez, that's we gotta go. That was um, we first started talking when we were twelve, thirteen. Mm-hmm. We didn't meet up until the summer going into junior year. So I was seventeen. Seventeen, or 18, yeah. Depending on whatever. And were you guys corresponding throughout that that whole time? Yeah, we um we would always talk to each other, and um it never it got a little I guess romantic. We'd always like I would always vent to her about whatever girlfriend I had at time, and she'd mm-hmm. always complain about some boy, and we'd always kind of like flirt, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And then um I always know she was uh she lived in Arizona, I lived in New Jersey, so mm-hmm. we'd always been like, wow, we live across the entire country. This is stupid, and I, I don't know if it was a I don't really know how to explain what really kicked it off. We just started talking a lot. And I was like, well, I have a sister who lives 45 minutes away from you in Mesa, Arizona. Uh-huh. And so why not? I had kind of saved up a little bit of money from this job I was working under the table. And I told my mom, hey, I want to fly out to see Janine, my sister, which is total BS. Total BS, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Which, I mean, I did. I got to stay with her. So I got to use my sister for free lodging to meet this hot girl on the internet. Yeah, yeah Mom, that's what I'm doing. So, I mean, we were talking. and I mean, at that point, we were staying up till 5 in the morning, talking on the phone on school nights. And, uh-huh. I mean, we had gotten oddly long-distance serious. So I was like, yeah. well, let's meet up. And there I was, hanging out with my sister for two days. And then... Amy, who is my wife, um, she's like, well, I'm showing up in an hour. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> so she showed up at your sister's house. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and so this whole time that you guys were conversing, uh, you know, long distance, I, I presume that, um, you know, gaming was still a big part of your, your mutual interest and, and helped, you know, foster, I guess, this relationship with you guys. Yeah, we were... Um, we weren't active on any forums together. I think she was on. She was doing something on there, and we never played. She's a bit different gamer than I am. I was all playing online stuff, and she was mm-hmm. never really into that. But yeah, we um, we always kept up, and I, for a while, this was when like um, oh man, when like the the weird YouTube poop stuff came out. So like yeah. the balls are inert. Yeah, oh, yeah. Let you do that, Star Fox. Like those stupid videos were yep. really big, so we would send a lot of that shit back and forth and talk. Like I don't know, it was just silly. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah. So anyway, so so you were in Arizona, and uh, she was coming over to your sister's house. Uh, you were, I, I presume, you were somewhat nervous. It's okay to admit that. <laughs> yeah. Um, though apparently she was far more nervous than I was. Yeah. And she was. She's told me since then about how stressed out she was. Like apparently, she, like she threw up the morning of. Like once she she like did all her makeup and then got sick in the bathroom before she drove forty five minutes to see me. Which oh, gosh. if she ever listens to this, I hope she doesn't. <laughs> so yeah, I was just like pacing back and forth. My sister knew. I told Janine. I was like, hey, listen, mm-hmm. I'm not totally out here to see you. And she thought it was awesome. Janine was like the weird sister. I have three older sisters, and she was the. She was the definitely the black sheep of the family. So if mm-hmm. there's someone to support whatever you'd call this, right? She was the one. It was Janine. Yeah, sure. So 
I just remember like pacing back and forth, and she like texts me every now and then, like, "Well, I'm ten minutes away. Well, I'm turning on here." And then, oh god, I came out. I she's like, "Well, I'm in front of the house," and there she was, all dolled up. I was like, "Holy shit, this is actually happening." Yeah. Then we um, what'd we do? Um, she came inside and awkwardly met my sister and my niece, which was really weird for a minute. Yeah. And we got in her car. We went to. Uh, I think we went to a Sonic drive-in because I was all hyped up about Sonic because they just built one in my town in Jersey. Yeah, yeah. We went to um, this Saguaro Ranch um, thing, which is like this kind of like a botanical garden, but all cactuses because you're in Arizona. It was right. really pretty. Yeah, we were walking around there and and we were like holding hands and stuff, and it was it was really it was just like a snowball, you know. It was crazy at the time. Yeah. And we had our, like, we had our first little kiss on a, on a teeter totter at a playground, and geez, it seems like it was so long ago. Now. Yeah, yeah. And, and and so how did how did the um how did the relationship progress after that? Presumably, you went back to Jersey, and she was still in Arizona. Yep. Um, I went back to Jersey, and then we had our senior year of high school. Um, it kind of took a turn we broke up and stuff got weird I, I wasn't really good with the long distance thing going into my last year of high school mm-hmm. stuff kind of got dark and I think we spent about a year and a half apart from each other there mm-hmm. so not to totally rant on your story here no that's but, okay um, I mean every story's got its ups apart. and downs yeah. I had another girlfriend and it was it was weird drama BS whatever back high school shit you know oh of course yeah and the whole time I was hanging out with my friends like man I miss Amy we should still be what the hell was I thinking blah 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 then um uh, I wish I remembered the date one night I emailed her Mm -hmm. and for some reason I think what I emailed her was just because we talked about Anchorman a lot for some reason. We both really liked Anchorman. I think it just sent her, I am Ron Burgundy? And I emailed it to her. <laughs> Question mark. Yeah. Yeah. And six hours later, I was on the phone with her after we emailed back and forth. She was all pissed off about this, that, that you know, how breakups go. Yep, yep. And I was all worked up and mad. And then, ever since then, we got, we quote-unquote got back together we were sending each other songs and you know talking and figuring out you know getting over all the crap that had happened and here we are um she i went back out to arizona mm-hmm. for like reunion tour 2012 no, that was 2009 or 8 or so that was right after high school yeah okay and then i went back out to arizona and stayed with her and we figured everything out and then she came back to jersey i went back to arizona she came back to jersey and then i went to boot camp Mm -hmm. and then at the last week of the last two weeks of boot camp you can call home to your family and it's supposed to be so you could call to set up your move and set up like how they're going to take all your stuff from your house sure something responsible yeah exactly so of course i call my girlfriend yeah i'm like hey you know it would really piss off everyone in your family if we got married and she's like well you're right and at that time i knew that i was getting sent to iowa which was halfway between the two places so i sent off to iowa and then i waited two months and then her and her brother hopped in the car and drove up to meet me here we are. So you were you were married in Iowa, presumably not long after that. 
Yep. Um, I reported to Dubuque, Iowa. For whoever out there is from Dubuque, Iowa, your town is awesome. Um, I was there for two and a half months, and then she showed up the day before my birthday, September 25th, 2010. And we got married on October 23rd, 2010. So we pretty much eloped. We had only actually been together for maybe nine, that time together, which mm-hmm. is kind of a lame way to put it, for maybe nine months. Right. Maybe a year, if okay. I remember. But So it was definitely a hasty thing, but um, I guess it's worked out so far. Yeah, and this is kind of a uh, this is kind of a sappy question, but I'm just curious. You know, is there is there a moment or was there a time that you remember that you were like, or maybe maybe boot camp inspired you to do it? But do you remember a time of being like, okay, well, I'm going. I want this girl to marry me. Or, um, yeah, it was pretty much the fact that we could. We were just so stupid together. Like even now. Like, Amy and I are just so, like, every couple has, like, their own little, like, inside jokes and stupid stuff, Mm -hmm. but Amy and I just, we don't do a whole lot. We are completely comfortable just living our own lives together, Mm -hmm. which has always been just how we were. Like, we were just both like, hey, we're together, so it's good. So, I mean, even, like, being in boot camp and all, being away from her and boot camp sucked and all, but... I remember thinking back, like, yeah, this is what should happen. Sure. So answers it, but yeah, no, it does. Uh, so you, um, you guys recently celebrated your fifth anniversary, and now we get yep. to we get to tie this back to gaming now because oh, this is okay. a cool this is a cool part of the story. Um, so you celebrated your fifth anniversary. You decided to do something special to mark the occasion. Tell us about that. Yep. Well, I've never quite been very good at doing romantic stuff and in the five years we've been married i really have not done too many like oh that's adorable stuff besides you know the occasional thing so um for anyone out there who's unfamiliar with harvest moon which i'm sure there's plenty of you um in the game you meet girls you can pick one to marry you go up through like a heart level thing so it starts off as white then blue then yellow and red whatever and then you get married in order to propose to your girl you have to buy this thing called a blue feather, which is a blue feather. <laughs> and you give it to your girl, and it's a proposal item. So we met on a Harvest Moon fan forum, mm-hmm. and our whole relationship was grounded in Harvest Moon. So we had always joked about it. We were like, oh, I want a blue, moon, blue feather. Ha-ha, we're getting married. I never did. We got engaged, and... I got lucky and had a ring passed down through my family, so uh-huh. I didn't have to do that. And our wedding was really low key. It was only three people because we were we were poor and living a thousand miles away from each other's from family. From your family, so yeah, sure. We didn't have a proper wedding. The engagement was pretty weak. You know, it was cool, but just, sure. You know, looking back, it wasn't anything exciting. So I was like, man, I need to do something, and I five years i was like well this is good enough we always talked about uh her dad always said well when you guys make it to five years we'll have a big wedding party and that hasn't happened yet <laughs> five years has always been like our quote-unquote goal so we're here uh-huh. and um yeah so i figured i would get a blue feather ring made for her based on that because like oh that's cute that's kind of where everything started so sure, yeah why not tie it all back into that 
Yeah. So how did you go about uh, commissioning the ring? What was what was that process like? I assume there aren't just blue feather rings at every K Jewelers or Jared. No, no, no. So that goes back to another weird internet thing. Okay. I had a friend growing up when I was still talking to Annie, probably when I was 12 or 13. And to be completely honest, neither of us remember how we meet, met each other. We mm-hmm. think it was like through one of those weird AIM chat room things. Oh my gosh, those were also very weird. Yeah, <laughs> before they got full of just like porn ads, so yeah. they were like still a real thing. Um, my friend April, who I think lives in Ohio, I don't even know. We're Facebook friends and we talk a lot. But mm-hmm. like I said, we don't even remember how we met. She's just been there. Sure. Um, and her and her husband recently got married and they got rings based on um uh what's it called anime neon and avigilon big robots fighting each other yeah yeah anime is not really my thing so i'm not gonna be able to help you out there it's one of those really old classic animes i don't know okay but i I don't know so they got these rings commissioned based on that and they had posted a picture of them, and it came up in, like, the recent memories things. So I was like, oh, well, that's actually... I figured it was, like, some cosplay ring Costume jewelry, jewelry. Or something. Sure. So yeah. I messaged her. I was like, hey, where'd you get those? And she sent me to... Um, his name is Alex Artinian. I think his website is uh, thevillagegoldsmith.com. And I messaged him. I was like, hey, I have this idea. And I, I poked around Etsy, and I found a bunch of... Wedding ring, not ring, not wedding rings, but they were like earrings and necklaces. Sure, they sure. They all cheap, but they are all blue feather and like Harvest Moon based. But like, uh-huh. no, I don't want that. So I messaged him and I showed him a few pictures and I was like, this is what I'm looking for. I don't know anything about jewelry. I don't have a lot of money. I want that. Yeah. He was great. He worked with me through the whole process and started drawing up sketches. I think I put a sketch in the injury link. I don't remember. And he was all over. He gave me like five different sketches, and then three days later, I was like, I want that one. Yeah. And then I was I was so stressed out, man. I emailed him like every other day asking for <laughs> updates. This is yeah. This is the most expensive thing I've ever bought. Like I was like, oh my god, how do I do this? This is jewelry. This is crazy. And I was constantly bugging him and probably really driving him crazy about this whole project. And the the biggest problem was getting it sized. Oh, right. I couldn't, I couldn't steal my wedding ring that I gave her to go get it sized, so I had to have a friend, one of her friends from um, a forum that she runs, to talk to her and get a ring size and blah, 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 and then come back to me. So it was really sneaky, and I had to keep it all hidden. And yeah. I was constantly deleting the internet history and shutting off the computer and making sure I was on incognito when I was opening my email account. And sure, sure, yeah. Answering a phone call. It was really weird. And then... I had it shipped to a friend's house, picked it up, and there you go. Awesome. So, so um, you gave it you gave it to her on your fifth anniversary. Yep. Um, I didn't like I said. I'm really not good at this romance thing, so I didn't really know what to do. I, I was trying to come up with some like cool way to give it to her. I was mm-hmm. gonna, like go to a farm or something, but Virginia doesn't have many of those. And if I remember, the weather is really crappy that day. And that morning, I. I just came off of work and I got home around 10 o'clock and um, she wasn't feeling too hot that day and it was turning out to be a really, really lazy morning. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, 
whatever. We don't have to do anything. We never do anything. This is like the perfect day for us. It's, right. We don't do anything anyway. So this is like exactly what it's all about. So here all like I think she was still laying in bed, and I was like, well. I've got to give you something. So I pulled up my phone and played the, um, put on the intro theme. <laughs> there you go. That's what you need. Which, if you ever listen to it, is really, I don't know, it kind of actually fits it perfectly. It's real slow, mellow guitar music. I was like, oh, this is kind of romantic. I'm like, hell yeah, I picked something good. Yeah. Then I had hidden it in the closet, so I, like, awkwardly dug around the closet looking for this jewelry box, and then I'm like, well... I kind of talked to her. I was like, well, you know, we met, and it's been five years, and I figured I'd give you something. I've never done anything nice. This goes back to how we met, and I gave it to her. And before she even opened it, she started crying. Oh, jeez. Yeah, she put it on. Like, ah, freaked out about it. And there you go. That's great, man. That's uh, No, that, that sounds like it was a really cool moment for you guys. Um, so... Um, do you do you feel that Harvest Moon um, and, uh, and and gaming, I guess, which you share together? Um, do you feel that besides nurturing your relationship, that it's? Do you feel it's strengthened it as well? Absolutely. Um, I could, this is going to be a long. I'm Go for it, man. To ramble. <laughs> Everything, like the first week that we met up, the first night when we met up, I um. We had to get a hotel because we couldn't stay at, you know, 17-year-olds. So we got a hotel, and we brought our Wii with us. Mm-hmm. And we spent the whole night playing Super Mario World and Star Fox 64 all in this hotel room. When we, I mean, like, what the hell are you two doing, you freaking idiots? But here we are. Like, <laughs> I think we spiced it up. I think it was, like, strip Super Mario World, but, you know. So right from there and then how we met through through an internet forum mm-hmm. and we would spend nights at her house playing um she played rune factory which is kind of like the evolution of harvest moon like okay harvest moon meets zelda kind of stuff and we'd play that and then ever since we've been married i mean she'll bug me like just go play a game i just want to watch you play something everything from like right now i've been playing fallout and then mm-hmm. When when Skyrim came out, that was the end of her life. She was absorbed into that. Oh, jeez, yeah. I would be waking up for work and getting out of the shower, and there she was still in front of the TV and um, everything. Last week, she was playing through Super Paper Mario again. Mm-hmm. Um, we beat all we beat all the Mario games together. This is everything. It all video yeah. gaming has been a massive, like probably the thing. For our entire life, which sounds really lame, but I mean, we don't even have cable anymore. We just watch Game Grumps and other YouTube shows together, and watch reviews on stuff. And like, oh, well, let's go play that. And yeah, no, it's I'd... really been it. I mean, we don't really play a lot of the same stuff mm-hmm. all the time. Like, I'm Nintendo's definitely still like my foundation. Sure, but. Me and my friends will hop on an Xbox Live party and play Halo till six in the morning, which she doesn't really have any interest in too. But mm-hmm. she'll listen in and yell from the background <laughs> while she's on her laptop or something. Sure, sure. No, it's I, I... just—it's just different. You hear a lot of. I mean, this isn't going to resonate with our crowd, you know, because mm-hmm. we're all the same. But you hear a lot of people like, "Oh, I only play video games because my wife lets me," and stuff like that. I'm like, no, we—that's what we do. 
It's like, yeah. if one of us isn't sprawled out on the couch playing something, something's wrong. Yeah. No, I totally respect that, man. And that's why I really wanted to have you on the show because I want people to know that there, I mean, there are other people like us out there that are just, you know, they, um, it, it doesn't have to be, um, you know, I don't know. You don't have to feel like you, it's something you shouldn't be doing. Like if this is something that brings joy to your relationship with your wife and, and gives you guys happiness, you know, why not? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Why not? Why? Why not be happy? <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah, absolutely, man. Well, is there anything you guys are looking forward to uh, playing together in the in the coming months? Um, together? Um, or separately? I'm trying to get her to... I'm hoping she will get in the Fallout, because I just started playing that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been playing... I still play a lot of Hearthstone, mm-hmm. and um, the World of Warcraft expansion is coming out, and I'm trying to avoid that, like the plague. Sure. Um, we just... We still need to finish up Yoshi's Woolly World, which has a really fun co-op. Um, we've got, however it ends up being, the Animal Crossing Amiibo Festival thing. That oh, yeah. Fun. I don't know. It looks... It, we'll hopefully have fun with it. It doesn't look amazing. Sure. But, um, whenever the new Zelda finally comes out, that'll be great. We're thinking about getting uh, Triforce Heroes and playing that together. Cool, yeah. I mean, that'd be a great cooperative game to play together. Yeah, we we tend to get mad at co-op has never quite been our strong suit. <laughs> which is little... which is funny for somebody, you know, two people who are Yeah. That's <laughs> to get a little we both have we both get a little worked up about stuff. Mm-hmm. But um last, for, last week um I finally played Undertale and I oh, yeah. played it all in one sitting and just burned all the way through it. So I was hoping to get to watch her because she only got about halfway through it and if anyone plays that game you know the ending of that game gets ridiculous so getting to see her finally experience that and it was really cool so we we play a lot of single player stuff together sure yeah no absolutely and that's that's just another way to do it that's really cool, man. Well, uh, you know, I really appreciate you taking the time to uh, share your story with me. I think it's, you know, something that's really empowering. And, um, you know, just like I said, it goes to show you that if there's something, you know, in your life that, that makes you and your partner or your spouse or your you and your friends happy, and if that happens to be gaming, that's, that's great. Because, it, it you know, it's something that, I feel like a lot of people say like, oh, I use gaming as an escape to get away from something or to like get away from the stresses of the real world. But it, it can just as easily bring you closer to people exactly. instead of get you away from them. And I think that your story perfectly encapsulates that. So, uh, Zach, thank you again for being on the show. Hey, thanks for, thanks for bringing me on, Scott. I appreciate it. Absolutely, man. Um, okay, well... Um, Thanks again. I'll uh, I'll go ahead and uh, sign off. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this episode of First Person Storyteller. Uh-huh.